Welcome to Theory of Conspiracy. A couple of northern lads from the UK discuss plots, cover-ups, and the unexplainable. Hi, I'm Andy the Skeptic. Hello, I'm Carlos. I believe. If you would like to support the podcast, please talk about this with your friends or give us a review on iTunes. You can comment or contribute at TheoConPod. That's at T-H-E-O-C-O-N-P-O-D. Or check the link in the podcast description. And I didn't see my shoes. Fucking fell near the toilet. Went and smacked my fucking head on the fucking side of the basin. You're losing control of your faculties. You're only you're only 55. He <laughs> did, did it. He did that two weeks ago as well. Did know. I? I know. It's an occurring I think, thing. I think. Come. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think he's. he's He's in some, one of these abusive relationships and he's just making excuses. With himself. Gets beaten up every day. Schizophrenic who's in an abusive relationship with himself. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Tyler <laughs> Fucking I've got it all bunched up and I've written it all fucking down. What, have you written it in ketchup? Right, it's all smudged. No. Crayon. <laughs> Crayon. Right, one second. Yeah. Right, I'm going to my, I'm gonna get it on my iPad. Have you been on Jeremy Carl, Jay? Eli no. <laughs> no. But, but can, can I can I just say that, though? You say the polygraph only works if you want to believe in it, and so does this documentary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have to end it there, Jay. Don't forget you can leave us a review on iTunes and we will mention it on the show, or send us an audio message to get your voice on air. You can ask us or say anything you like. Check out the links on our social media for our merch store. Each purchase will contribute 50 pence towards supporting the podcast. Also subscribing to our YouTube and Twitch channels or sharing this podcast with friends is very much appreciated. Hi Theocons, we want to keep the admin to a minimum this week because we've got quite a lengthy interview. Please check out our social media accounts for our giveaway competitions and how to get more interactive with the podcast. You might have noticed I've changed things around a little bit this episode. I've put the bloopers at the start of the podcast rather than at the end. Uh, Sorry about uh, Carlos's potty mouth when he uh, thinks the microphone's not recording. Uh, The bloopers also hint a little bit at why Carlos might be so quiet this week uh, because he, just before recording, he was rushing around his flat in the dark and he stumbled and bashed his mouth and uh, had a blood coming out of his mouth for most of the podcast yep so that's it gonna keep it really short this week hope you really enjoyed this conversation listen up this is the main bit hi theocons it's monday the 8th of february 2021 we'd like to welcome our special guest for this episode some people say he only drinks molten lava and that he's a better goalkeeper than david de Gea. all we know is he's called well, before we reveal any more names or any more details, we need to conduct a quick tin four hat rating with the Theo Conlitmus test. So I've got three yes or no questions so the listener can gauge your tin four hat rating on a scale of zero to ten. So one, so one word answers only. Was nine eleven an inside job? No. Did we land on the moon? 
I say yeah, but then there's a lot of evidence out there pointing the other way. So I, I'd like to, I, I think yeah, I'd like to believe yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't. Do you believe aliens in spaceships have visited the Earth? One hundred percent. You have scored four point five. Mm-hmm. On the... what's that out for? Four point four point five out of what? Out of a thousand or out of five? Out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Not bad. With a with a score of uh, four point five, and bearing in mind that, according to recent stats, the podcast literally gets two listeners a week. Mm-hmm. Would do you want to tell us who you are and what you do, or would you rather remain anonymous? Um, I think what I do is irrelevant, to be honest. Uh, my name's Jason, but it's, 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 no one's interested in what I do. Either. I work, I survive, I breathe in and out, I do things. Uh, I'm here to speak about the podcast. Let's do it. Cool. A bit of this and a bit of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. He's a very talented writer. You are a very talented writer, Jay. I've known him for it. I've known Jay since I was probably 12, 13 years old when we first met when we used to play football as kids. But yeah, Jay's a very talented writer. So you should read his stuff, but you're not going to. You should plug your stuff, Jay. I do my best. Um, I'm all right. There's no point plugging my stuff to the people who are in a position to do something about it. <laughs> Tell us something interesting about yourself that only one or a few people might know about you. I was born on Friday the thirteenth, and I carry the same name as the killer in the film. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, another one is everybody's arm spans generally three inches below the height, or within well within three inches are actually the same height as themselves but my arm span is actually four inches bigger than my height um, so there's another fact about me which is probably why I ended up goalkeeping uh, could have made a fortune in strawberry picking but never went down them lanes <laughs> so you're a bit of a freak of nature then aren't you yeah yeah you know what some people <laughs> say it can be a it can be a sign of, of being inbred but my mum swears that it's not <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it is. It's um, it's not very common, but I've these. I've got a very long arms, monkey arms. I'm looking forward to this because Jay, I've known Jay for since I was twelve, thirteen. Because I know me and Jay speak for hours on all subjects, from football to politics and religion. So I'm I'm interested to see what uh, Jay thinks of this subject. Today we're discussing about Area 51 and more specifically Bob Lazar and his extraordinary claims. For those who have not heard of Bob Lazar. Born Robert Scott Lazar on the 26th of January 1959 in Florida, US. Bob claimed to have examined alien crafts that ran in antimatter reactors powered by element 115, which at the time had not been synthesized. He also claimed to have read US government briefing documents that describe alien bombers in human affairs over the last 10,000 years. Lazar's claim brought added public attention to Area 51, fueled by countless conspiracy theories surrounding classified activities. Lazar's story has since been analysed and rejected by sceptics and some ufologists. Universities from which he claimed to have hold degrees show no records of him. Suppose former workplaces have disavowed him. In 1990, he was convicted of his involvement in prostitution rings and again in 2006 for selling illegal chemicals. Right, Jason, you're our guest. So you're familiar with Bob Lazar and his, uh, and, his and the, the documentary on Netflix and the interview he's done on Joe Rogan and possibly other stuff you've heard since the late uh, 1980s. 
Uh, where do you want to start with it? Where do you start with it? It's such a a, a packed full story, really. Is loads to speak about. I mean, we start with the fact that he claims that he done work within this Area Fifty One site. Uh, it was it was S four. Was S four, wasn't it? I think it was called the part where yeah, he was working. He, does, he doesn't yeah. call it. He doesn't. He, he doesn't like calling it Area Fifty One. Yeah. Always corrects people. So actually, it was S four. Yeah. Um. I mean. Anyways, it, it's it's next door to Area Fifty One. Yeah. It's well, it's part. It's part of the Area Fifty One complex. If you depending which interview you listen to him say but yeah it is, it, 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 Sorry, it is part of it um i mean and this is a guy who like carlos said in the intro who is claims to have had degrees and to it at certain places are refuted and is there's no records of him being at the university um they're saying that he's not got any kind of qualifications in what he was doing so he wouldn't have been asked down to work on these spacecraft. But if you look at it, I mean, this is a guy who's obviously clever. This is a guy who put together, like, jet-propelled go-karts and stuff. He's obviously had some kind of qualifications from somewhere. Some of the stuff he was doing, what was coming up on his local paper, um, it's not the kind of thing that you learn on your own. He didn't have any family members like a dad who was teaching him how to do it. He's, he's learned this stuff in school and through education is what he said. Um and from that, he's been asked to go into Area 51, um, the S4, and then they completely deny it for everything. But there are people who've come forward uh, since his existence has been wiped off the face of the education system. And they've said that, you know, like, yes, he was. They went to college with him. Um, there's people who worked at Los Alamos who swear that, yes, he worked at Los Alamos as well. Um, so he speaks about things in there, what he can't know about. Um, and people speak about him, but the government says that he doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just take your first point, because mm-hmm. that seems to be mostly around his credentials. Yeah. Right? His, his credentials. You did mention that people have come forward, etc. Yes. However, the documentary doesn't name any names. No, that is true. And it, so, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, and, he, and he refuses to mention any names on, uh, on Joe Rogan no, it, as well. In fact, there is a guy from Los Alamos who they do name a guy. Um, I forget his the name, but the security guy, the security guy, yeah, the security guy that it's near impossible to find any information out on him. And then on the interview, the uh, is that is that Mister Thinkpen? I oh, met Mister Pen Think so is it something Thinkpen, something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Something but, like that, yeah. But I think that's somebody who worked there who says he, he, he does claim to have known him, but I'm sure it was somebody else. I mean, it might be wrong, but I'm sure it was somebody else who they chased up um, who, who, who worked there who said that, um, well, confirmed they worked there. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things what he says in it, which are, you know, it's only him actually claiming it and he hasn't got evidence to back it up. But if it's coming from an area like Area 51 and it's so secretive and people don't want you to know, then it's, it's going to be hard for people to come forward because I'm sure that they all sign disclaimer forms. I'm, I'm sure that people are scared. I'm sure that they could be financially rewarded for keeping their mouth shut and whatever. And some of them, they just don't want to be ridiculed, simple as. Um, but then again, yeah. it could all be in his head. You don't know. It, whether or not it is or not, it's a great story, which we're going to speak about. If another person at Area 1 was to come out now, Mm-hmm. and backed everything up that, that he said and had credentials 
then they wouldn't be ridiculed, would they? Because they, they'd have Bob as evidence. He'd be backing up Bob's story, etc. And And do you know what? The, these these people that could back up his college stories, these people that m- might have dropped him off there or he hung around with at college or at Alamo, mm-hmm. right? He he has got he he can back some evidence there. Now he says on the Rogan interview, every time he mentions someone, something bad happens to them. Doesn't say what the bad thing is, right? Um. Did he not say things like uh, fin- they, they get into financial problems or they're being threatened or they're being intimidated? There's more than one way to skin a cat. We're not saying that they're all going to get killed because you can't go around killing everybody um, because it'll just look no, no. very, very suspect. But they can get you in other ways. They can force you to, to be quiet and do what they want in other ways. And it was, I've just looked there and we noticed it was Mike Finkpenny who was a government official. official uh, um, yeah, that's who it was. That was it. I think he might be more for the entrance into Area 51. But if you think about it, right, so Bob says, I'm not going to mention any more people because mm-hmm. these bad things can happen. Although he never says, I mean, if he does have evidence of people that he's mentioned in the past, I'd like to know who they are because I don't know any names. They might be out there. I've not I've not dug deep enough to find these names. But if they are out there, you know, where are the details of what actually happened to them? And then, and then what he could do is, you go, okay, right, so I, I've I've got another person I could mention, right? What I can do is before I mention any names, we get a full background and everything on them and a load of detail and you can send Jeremy is sorry, what's his name? It's not yeah, you can send Jeremy Corbell off to go and interview him before he mentions his name. Yeah. And get every get everything down right, see if he's willing, then mention him and say, right. This guy's backing me up, blah blah blah. Corroborates the story, um, and and then we they just sit back and watch. And if anything happens to him, like IRS checks out of the blue, or whatever these bad things are that could happen to him, or or his credentials start getting deleted or whatever, then that is evidence that actually the FBI or the CIA, whoever, are taking notice mm-hmm. and. Uh, do, you know, it, it, it basically can produce his own evidence because people would look and go, Bob said that would happen and it has happened to his mate. Yeah. That, 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 There's got to be something going. That's very true. It is a good way to qualify it. Um, but also, I mean, when you're saying to chase up people you work with, the, basically put on the bus and drove in there, he was saying he only had access to certain points of these crafts that he was supposedly working on. Um I don't know whether they'll know the full names of the people he was working with. You don't know. You know what I mean? Well, he says he doesn't. He, that guy he yeah. said he worked with, he only knew his first name. But I'm not talking about Area 51. I'm talking about just his college. Yeah, oh, to yeah. To prove that he went to the college. So they can sit there and go, yeah, he was in my. He was in such and such class. Yeah. Sat in the row in front of me, sat in the row behind me, whatever. There's bound to be people that have got stories of him and know him. Well, yeah. And, and also, I mean, if you want to take it down that road, it's surely you must have some kind of... I don't know, something from the college himself, a picture, a photograph um, from that time taken with somebody there. There must be some evidence out there. And that wasn't shown, you're right, that wasn't shown. Also, which wasn't shown in the documentary was when he said that the FBI had been to his house during the filming. Yeah. Um, they'd been to his house yeah. during the film, And he, yeah. he said that they'd been, they'd been chasing him for years and, Every now and then they turn up yeah. on his doorstep and they do a search and they make life difficult for him. But 
didn't actually see anything. It was just, yeah, the FBI have been. It was a text message sent saying the FBI are here. So. Yeah, when I started watching that, Jay, right, that was the first thing in the documentary. And it's it's a series, it's, it's Jeremy looking at his phone in it and he's getting these texts off Bob saying, the FBI have just raided me. Mm-hmm. And they throw in some pictures of some woman wearing an FBI jacket, which obviously can't be genuine. No. Because why would you get the picture of the back of someone going through a doorway? When would he ever be in that position where there's just one person, no one else is looking at? You know, if he got his phone out, start taking pictures. The FBI'd all be all over it. Yeah, they take his phone, again, wouldn't they? Exactly, and again, this lends very real evidence and credulence to his story. If he could have a document, I mean, that was a tiny little small town where his little business is. That would be big news. Yeah. If four or five FBI cars and trucks turned up. Yeah. Even if even if the newsreaders didn't know anything about it. That would be in the local paper, and he'd go, "Here you go, Jeremy." Yeah. This 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 was February the third when they came and they te- and 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 to be honest, that is another thing he could quite easily replicate because they led that they led you to believe in that documentary because because they for some reason they went out into the middle of the woods, had this conversation just the two of them, where he says, "I want this on record. We're going to store it in a vault, and we'll only get it out if we need it." It's like, why why are you even having this conversation? And then next thing, it fast forwards so you don't hear any of the conversation. And then they get the phone out and go, oh, is your phone still on? And then the next day, it was staged. I'm convinced that was staged. The next day, the FBI raid, right? So if if that happens in the film, again, why can't he just contact someone, right? So apparently, you know, it's well documented that he's, he's talked about smuggling element 115 out of Area 51 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And supposedly this is why the FBI raided him to try and find it. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he go, um, Jeremy, I'm going to meet you at such and such a place. It's where the 115 is located. Um, meet me there. I'll show you and I'll show you an experiment to prove that it's 115, right? Why doesn't he say that on some sort of open communication channel, right? Mm-hmm. But before he says it, they set they stay, set a place up, whether he's got it or not, they just set a place up and you have a hundred cameras and all different angles from all different ranges pointing at this building, wherever it is you're going to say you're going to meet up or whether it's in the middle of the woods, bang. If the, if the FBI turn up to get the 115, you've got them on tape. Yeah. It's, it's evidence. He could manufacture that evidence and that would go, oh my God, Bob, Yeah, you're so telling the truth. It, it, and they wouldn't find anything because you've staged it. Yeah, you, You're right on what you're saying. I mean, when I see that, that part of the documentary, I did think that this has been... It's been added to add a little bit, bit of meat to the bone, a bit of credibility to the story. Um, I didn't believe it for one minute because I just thought it's it it was just a kind of empty, an empty vessel through in there for them to drive in. Um, and it's it, it didn't add up. It did, for me, it kind of decredited it um, more than adding credibility to it because you were thinking you, you just it, you see right through what was going on for me but again yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. no, no but again I mean that's that that could be the fact that they're just thinking right when what's different from the story that's been told you know what can we what can we say on air which hasn't already been said well we can't really say much because it's already been said but what we can do is say that the FBI is still following you and all these years after and that's what actually makes it even more believable um so that that's our hook to sell the actual documentary yeah. Yeah, but even though they can't provide any evidence of it. Uh, Carlos, go on. I'd be interested to hear your 
thoughts. Did on he that. actually say he's got a uh, element one one five? Does he actually say yeah. he, he said it? Yeah. He said he's got. He said at the beginning years ago he said he had element one one five. Now he won't confirm whether he's got it or not. Now if the FBI are involved, if you ever got him on camera for whatever reason or that, but if if that did happen that raid. I do believe then that he's definitely got the the, the, the element one fifteen. Um, I really do, and I think that, so. so he has the ability to recreate one one five. I don't that, think he's got the ability thing. to recreate it. No, because he, no one knows how to recreate no, it. No, I think what he's done is got it according to the stories. Yeah, because his all the whole reason behind these stories, what he's saying, he, you know, he says time and time again that you know why would he say this story? Why would he discredit himself so much? You know, why would he put his family? himself up for ridicule um and the reason behind it is because of the technology that's there which is he says he's there he says you know that it can change the world this what what, what they've got but they're keeping it under wraps they're suppressing it um and it shouldn't be allowed and by having this element 115 maybe he's trying to recreate these kind of crafts elsewhere or something some kind of technology with this element 115 and that's why he's keeping hold of it and that's it's like a lifelong quest of us to do so um I, you know used to say he's not got an underground layer underneath that little lab what he's got there in, in the middle of nowhere uh, i'd like to think he has you know what i mean that he goes in the toilet <laughs> and then presses a button and goes down into it um but it's it, it that's the reason being you know it's for me if he's got the element 115 i think he's 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 trying to do things with it to then come out with the irrefutable evidence and to say to the world look here's what we've got this is what we can do and the government's not allowing us why aren't they allowing us to do it because that that's the key to um to his story because he, he, he always talks about advancing uh humanity and uh, finding better energy sources mm-hmm. um that he never talks about uh, making money he never talks about um building an empire that's why I like uh, Bob Lazar because some of the stories he, he talks about, it's a bit like Gary McKinnon. They don't talk about making money; they talk about getting information out there. So I, I was going to sort of like, ask you a question, then, Jay. So, say for example, he, that's his goal is to get this one one five element and then give it to the world for free. Do you think that's what he's looking to do, or do you think he's he's trying to get make money out of it, say through book sales or through his own commercial? Um, his own commercial businesses he's got. They don't know how to replicate 115, no. a stable version of it, full stop. So that's not on the agenda. I mean, I, I I did some background digging into making money out of stuff. But before I go into that, what I did want to say, probably at the top of the show, but I'll say it now before we go any further, is for me, um, Bob Lazar is the most credible UFO witness there is, you know, period. Uh whether it was inte- whether it's intentional or not, Bob's always he always lets other people do the talking for him, or should I say, the editing of his interviews, um, and his story. For example, George Knapp originally who, who broke the story, yeah, and even even so 89. much as yeah, even so much as the you know uh, this documentary with Jeremy, and then um, I keep wanting to say Jeremy Corbyn, but it's Jeremy Corbell, and <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Joe Rogan. Um, and he's not one of those ufologists that's, or he doesn't appear to be one of those ufologists that's seeking fame and fortune and, and, and he's pushy with their story. You know, you, you know, the type of person that will just push it wherever and whenever they can. Would you class him as a ufologist? I wouldn't class him as a ufologist. 
Why? Well, what, what's the difference between what Bob does? He, he just looks at um, technology not of this world. He's he's so, he's, 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 he, he's got to be a ufologist because he, he talks about seeing nine I, UFOs it, and being on one and studying one. No, he's not seen nine. He's not seen nine. He says that he says he's been told there's nine. He's not seen. I think he's only seen no, one he, or two. He's, he's, no, his story. He says. I can't remember if it was, if it was in the, the Rogan or whether it was whether it was on the documentary on Netflix. He says, one day he went into the hangar and one day all the doors were open between these interconnected hangar, hangars right. and he saw right down and he saw nine UFOs. And he and he describes, I don't even remember this, but he describes uh, like one has got a hole in it. As it uh, uh, he doesn't say the words, but he lets you think that it, the way he describes it, oh, it's been shot down by the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, we'll come to that later I mean, on. Yeah, shut down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely want to cover that one. Definitely want to cover that. That, that one. Yeah. So, sure. so back to the original uh, thing I said. Yeah, I don't think it's a ufologist. I think it's someone who just looks for technology, not off this world. But, but I, I'm right. In what you're saying, he, he is credible. You hear him speaking. He's, he, he's calm. He's, he's very eloquent. He's, he gets his story across. He doesn't come across as somebody, some fanatic, some idiot. Um, someone who's trying to make money out of it, and, and it's like he's putting it out there, and it's like you believe it or not, you know that's what I, that's what I know, that's what I see. Uh, I, I mean, there's certain things which do back up his story. I mean, that's one element. Fifteen is that he said it years ago, it, 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 and people, it went in people's. I don't think it existed when he actually mentioned no, it. Years no, no, it didn't. Um, in in the in the eighties, it wasn't. It didn't. It, it it wasn't simulated until two thousand and three. And then again in 2004, which is when it was named, because they weren't sure in 2003. So looking at the periodic table in the in the 80s, 90s, there were gaps, right? But even back then, and scientists scientists use this to discover some elements, you could look at the periodic table and every single element on the periodic table, mm-hmm. the difference between them is it's, its atomic weight increases by one. Right. Right? So... They were able to, and this is this is yeah. So so they were able to then predict certain elements. So they would look at the periodic table back in the early, you know, in the Victorian time, early nineteen hundreds, when it was first being established. The periodic table, you know, especially elements like gases that are just in the air at the moment. They they were able to pinpoint a few because you could do simple scientific experiments to like isolate oxygen and isolate nitrogen and things because they burn at different colours, or you can you can boil. Uh, uh, liquids at certain temperatures and then it gives off the gas and you can isolate the gas and, and you can experiment with it to prove that that gas I've isolated there reacts, is, behaves differently to this gas over here. You know, for example, nitrogen and helium, they both float, but but they've got, you know, hydrogen is highly explosives. Science, ooh, science a bit. So there's all these different experiments you can do. And looking at the periodic table, going back to that, they could see these gaps and they would go, oh, actually... We've got we've got element one two three four. We've not got five. I'm just making this up, but we've got six and seven. There must be one in five. So let's do some experiments and try and isolate it. And that's how they found a lot more elements over the years. Yeah. And in the eight in the eighties they got to it and they went right. We've got all these up to the eighties nineties, but we've got these gaps. We didn't have one one five. We didn't have one one seven. Um, there was a few others in that in the teens in the in the one hundred and teens area. And it's so easy if if you're going to come up with a story, oh, I'm going to 
I'm going to pick an element that it's got to exist because we knew about 118. So there's got to be there's got to be an element before 118 that's still missing and undiscovered. Yeah, so he's, he's, I'm just going to I'm just going to call it 115. So it's just and it will this element. It's just he what this element is designed for flight. It's designed. It's energy. It's designed for flight. It's, they don't know anything about the element, Carlos. No, no one has been able to replicate it's it. It's not designed for more than four hundredths of a second. Because it's, it it's is pure energy. It's pure energy. No, it doesn't. It's it, not. It's, it, what it is is it's radioactive. Every element over ninety. Hold on, I made a note of it. Every single element over ninety-three is radioactive. Element ninety-four is radioactive, and all the ones up are radioactive, which means they've got half-lives, which means they don't last very long. Well, some do, like plutonium, because the half-life is uh, two hundred and fifty years, right? So every two hundred and fifty years, its mass reduces by fifty percent, and then another two hundred and fifty years, its mass reduces by reduces by fifty percent. Now. If you've only got a couple of atoms of one one five, its half life is very short, which is why which is why it's very hard to make a stable version of it, or enough of it to be stable, and they they produce it by smashing other atoms together, which their combined total adds up to one one five, and it just so happens to have all the right neutrons and protons and everything. This is exactly how they make these 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 objects. You can go and ask a. Professor Brian Cobbler and, and, <laughs> and his hydron collider and his hydron collider. So they smash these elements together, they stick together for a little bit, and they produce these. You, you know, they produce one one five, uh, but they, they only produce a couple of atoms of it, and literally, it, it its half life was so small, it, it died within I think it's four hundred milliseconds. If you look at it, mm-hmm. so to create a stable version of it, you would need a lot of it. Yeah, and and it would be and and Bob says it wasn't radioactive this element. So, but why are all the other elements in that in that range all radioactive? Yet Bob says, "Oh yeah, well we got this one more five, and it's it wasn't radioactive." I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm I don't profess to be a physicist. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> um, I mean I I have a a layman's grasp on it. So I don't know why you would say um for you know for what reason and 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 how to counter that that and how to disclaim. I mean what you've just said there makes perfect sense, but I I, I can't answer. You're right, what you're saying. It it does sound like it can be forecast easy by someone uh, for yeah. a future event, and, may, we, we, and maybe we, that's we what you've done. Forecast one one. We could forecast one twenty right now. Yeah. Can't we? yeah, 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 yeah. It's true because the periodic table goes up to one one nine. We could forecast one twenty, and it might it might be discovered in four years. It might be discovered in four hundred years. You don't know. You can forecast pretty much anything. You say it, and at some point in the future, it's going to happen, um, unless it's something. Well, that's, that's what science superhuman. is. Oh. Yeah, but but science apart, is the best guess, yeah. isn't it? But apart from that, I mean, I mean, take that. I'm just talking about its credibility. Yeah, I, you know, things that do are perceived to back it up. Um, is the element mm. one fifteen? Uh, there was the hand scanner, which he said at the beginning. He, he described his hand yeah. scanner, and nobody seemed to know yeah. what it was. But it it was it was being used by high top end security government um officials and it's been it's been confirmed as being used in area 51 yeah. on the uh on the b52 bomber yeah. project yeah so he so he's got that right mike think pen was a government official there um they chased him up supposedly you know they've confirmed that he worked there although again they said that they confirmed it, but they didn't offer no evidence that they, they that they found no, him. No evidence. Of they it. It, it, we, no they evidence just said, "Yeah, it. we found yes. him." Um, 
Then there was ENG who recruited for S4, um, and that's been verified that they did used to recruit for, or they still do recruit for Area 51. Um, so, I mean, all these things, you knew all these things, and you're thinking, well, what, how did you know all these things? If you didn't work there, how did you know? Did somebody tell him in a bar, you know, I mean, whilst he was drinking there or something? You, you, you don't know. But it, it's it's a story that has come up with. There's a lot of detail. The detail doesn't ever seem to change. It's it, it's pretty bang on um, with what he says all the time, which is, you know, it's the it's, it's sign of the truth. If someone's lying, then there will be little changes in the story. That's, that's what they say. Do you remember the start of the interview on the Netflix documentary and... Uh, Jeremy first of all goes to George he phones George up and George is saying yeah I can put you in contact with uh, Bob but um, it depends you know depends what mood he's in he might just walk away he doesn't want nothing to do with it Mm -hmm. this image of Bob doesn't like talking about it because I don't want to be centre of attention I don't want money from it I don't want um, you know he doesn't want the fame and fortune and he, he does he's had a lot of bad press over the years and it's ruined his life supposedly and he doesn't want to talk about it. And I was thinking, well, he obviously has talked to you, Jeremy, because you do, you've got a film about it. Yeah. What marvellous look, what marvellous look that is. Well, well I've, I've, I think that was actually done afterwards just for the, just for the camera myself. Well, well again, again, and just, just the reason why it was probably done for the camera is it, it it's, they're trying to add credibility again. Yeah. So, who are you? Who are you going to believe? Right? Are you going to ma- believe a man stood on a stage telling you some incredible story, or a man, right? Who you have to, you know, in, in the pub or whatever, and and you know he's got a story to tell, but you don't know what it is, and you have to plead with him to get it out of him because he doesn't want to tell you about it. What sounds more credible? Someone willing to throw it at you and ram it down your neck, or someone you've got to tease it out of? Now, yeah. We're not teasing it out, but they're they're putting in this image that we, we they've had to tease it out of him with these stories. I mean, you don't know they could have teased it out of him, but then all oh, like this being added on, oh, the the, the phone call saying I'll try it. it depends what mood he's in. They could they could have spent yeah. weeks, months, years trying to get this story, and then he's he's finally gone. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Okay. He's checked out the people and thought, right, I'll do it. So it could be that. Um, you never know. I mean, we don't know. Um how okay. it came about so, happening let's assume let's assume it took him a while to, to get him to talk about it and then yeah. he, he talks about it freely right and then they, they they go and redo that conversation for the for, for, for the credit you know the credibility as it were yeah but um if 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 bob is is that type of person that really doesn't want to talk about it he said himself i don't like being in the public eye i don't get any money from this does that sound like someone to you who would attend UFO con- uh, conventions like UFO Fest he's booked to attend in 2021 or the International UFO Congress in 2015. What, has, has he been booked to attend there? Uh, he, he's down. If you if you Google UFO, fa- UFO Fest 2021, he's down as a guest. Right. What, what... And he was, a guest at, he was a guest at the one. He's probably guessed at more. These are just two I found by Googling it. Um. He was dormant for quite a while, though, yeah. uh, Bob Lazar. He, 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 he was about 10, 50 yeah. He was completely dormant. Yeah. It's since, agree, these, uh, agree. Agree. since these documentaries, well, these podcasts have become worldwide. Um, obviously, 2015, uh, Joe, 2015 was before, the, before the, the recent interview, though, wasn't it? But I think yeah, uh, Jeremy Corbell's been trying to sort of get 
Bob Lazar sort of to, to do these documentaries for about two or three years because uh, wait, now there's all these. Have you heard him say that? Because I've not heard him say that. Or are you just guessing that he's trying to do that? Are you trying to? No, Jeremy Corbell is yeah. he's been, he's been a fanatic because he's he's a um, obviously he's a filmmaker. So he's he's actually said for the last two or three years he's been working with uh, Bob Lazar and what's that uh, Commander Fravor? Is it David Fravor? Who also oh, yeah. mentions it I'm in glad, the. Pro- I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because that was that, that, so. So that's about. Um, that, he's been yeah. he's been looking for those, these people for about three or four years. So that means he's obviously the, this Netflix. How long does a Netflix documentary take to make? Probably about anything from six months to a year. Then you've got to plan it in when's the best time to think, uh, release think, it. I think, no, I think you could I do it in weeks, mate. To be honest, I yeah, I don't think it's been in the bag. I think it was made in 2017, and it was released in the same year. Maybe 2018 it was released. You you mentioned Commander Kramer there, right? He's the Tic Tac UFO guy, right? Bob said on the Joe Rogan podcast, I've recently talked to him. Why would Bob be taught? You know, he does, he tells you these stories of these people that have seen UFO here, there, and everywhere, and they want to come and talk to him, and he doesn't like it. Yet he will talk to the Tic Tac Toe guy. Why would he talk to them, but not other people that have had? Experience. They're probably all. They're all. They're probably all friends. They're between the three or four of them, between uh, George Knapp, Jeremy Corbell, yeah. obviously Bob, and they're probably just sort of like yeah. come and meet uh, Bob Lazar. Bob's got this story. Try and match up each other's stories and what he's seen. Up because uh, Commander David Fravin talks about a object or craft, whatever you want to call it, went from sixty thousand feet down to zero feet within less yeah. than a second. And obviously, yeah, well, that... let's not get let's not get into the Kramer thing, but yeah, I no, agree. no, but it, no, but it does actually say, and he started comparing to Bob Lazar about the technology. And that's it, where it, Bob, it, uh, Bob Lazar talks about technology. Right, right. Is that the one? Um, I don't think it was the one. There was what? There's something. I'm going off tangent here a little bit. Um, but there was a UFO sighting which came out within the last year. It, came, it was all over social media, and it was part of the UFO American UFO. What American files being declassified, and it was a pilot, and you see it, and you see this object going, and it's like up on its end, and the way That's it's one. yeah, the way it's flying is the same as what Bob Lazar says about these UFOs. He says they don't fly like you see in the movies, like like people think yeah. they fly. He says they fly on the bellies forward, and this one in this in in this footage which was released, because as soon as I I heard him say that, I just immediately thought of that. And he'd said that before this footage had come out. So it links up the way they were flying. And if I'm looking at a UFO, I, I would never have thought, oh, they fly on the belly and like that. I always think they're spinning around and, and they fly flat. So. I, I would like to know exactly the first time, and I don't think we're going to be able to find it, but the, the first time that Bob says that, because that Tic Tac UFO footage mm-hmm. is actually quite old and has been around on the internet for quite a few years. Right, okay. So... So, so, I mean, unless early, unless early two thousand, was it? Was it? Early, yeah, I think early two thousand. It was. I think it was. Yeah, early. Two, it was two thousand something. It was early two thousand. Unless someone could show me something where Bob mentioned that in the nineties when he was doing all his TV interviews, I'll go. Okay, yeah, Bob did say it first, but he was very excited when 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 he started talking towards the end of the Rogan podcast when they were just summarizing about other stuff and they did mention the tic-tac-toe and this is where this is when I got the quote for him where he said oh I've recently talked to him on it he was supposedly had this uh migraine going into the Joe Rogan podcast yeah and 
he proper perked up as soon as they were off the subject of him trying to recall his days and 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 repeat you know repeat the information that he uh, you know, he, he was basically Joe. You know, you know Joe's like he interviews him. He's saying, right, just for the yeah. listeners that haven't heard, you said this in nineteen eighty something, and you said that in nineteen nineteen ninety something, and he's getting him to recall. And all the time he's recalling, he's he's uh, there's there's a couple of bits where he's recalling stuff, and he's and he's falling over himself, and he's and he's and he and he starts blaming this migraine. Oh yeah, we we he had a migraine coming in the car. But, oh yeah, that's convenient. But then, but then, but then soon, again, Andy, as... Andy, then again, if yeah, if, if I ask anybody or if I ask you to recall something from last week, yeah. I, and then you said, and then say, okay, then the week after, say, oh, what did you say last week? It's hard to remember. It it, it really. Well, I, I agree. I, I agree. I'm not, I'm everybody not, will agree. trip themselves up trying to think back, yeah. and maybe it's the fact that he's yeah. thinking, I need to get this right, and I don't want to say anything which is wrong because I, I, how I, I how I remember it differently because it's just going to make me look like an idiot. So he's kind of treading water. Anyone in it's that not, situation it, it, would it, do that. It, it, that's the way the human mind works. Yeah. So. It wouldn't make him look an idiot. It would make him look like this isn't a story that's been rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. But he, what my point is, as soon as they get off the, I mean, migraines don't just come and go like that. But as soon as, as soon as they get into the, they're just talking shit. They're just talking about anything, and he can, he can, what what's the word I'm looking for? He can relax. He's, he's not re. He, well, he is he is relaxed. You can tell he relaxes and he's smiling a lot more the way he's the way he's talking. Because yeah, there's less pressure on what he's saying. He's, he's, yeah. We're not listening to what's you, coming out of his mouth. Then you're just you're just throwing out ideas. He's just he's not saying this is how a UFO works 100. percent He's you know when they're talking about that, he's saying you know he's summarising about these different types of technologies. You know he's saying oh I don't know we didn't know how it worked. But it could work like this. It could work like that. And when you're just summarising stuff out and you don't have to back it with any evidence, yet yeah, he does become really relaxed and he's happy and he's smiling and he looks like he's enjoying the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, and, so and, I, I thought the migraine story is another bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's but, convenient. You'd, but I'll, 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 on a live show. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. yeah go on. Also, on the flip side, in, in the documentary, 43 minutes in, they ask him, you know, about is he is he lying? And he says, you know, he he lays out. He says, what you know, what motivation have I got? You know, I've I've, I've I don't want fame or fortune. And he goes like speaks about what we said before about he wants this technology out in the open. And and I I watched it closely and I stopped it and I, I paused it and I rewound it. And when I rewound it, I it's, I mean I'm no body expert here, body language expert, but the veins in his neck were were, were proper popping out. You could see him like really popping out, and it was he, as if to say, yeah. "How dare you?" You know what I mean? How dare you ask? Well, not how dare you ask me, but you could, you, I could, you could sense the frustration in him. It's like I'm telling the truth. You know, stop asking me why would I lie. I'm telling the truth. Now, if I'm lying or whatever, it's like if I, I don't know if you're lying, you don't get that amount. For me, you don't get that amount of build up of pressure in, in your vein because you're saying it you can you're yeah. thinking about it but he, his veins are like proper popping out of his neck when he when, it, when he says it and i just i thought that was interested maybe that happens anyway maybe it can be that you can do that i don't know but it at that point i didn't see it at any at any point apart from them and i thought it was interesting that that happened yeah. physically we keep we keep saying that he's not making any money from this thing but um, we don't know that do you know what 
do, yeah. Do you know? I mean, I know he didn't make any frame from the Joe Rogan, and he says I, I did. I wouldn't even let you buy me a plane ticket. But who's to say that he's that that um, Jeremy's not bought him his plane ticket for him, or maybe he did pay his plane ticket, but he's you know he got a good deal out of the out of the Netflix documentary, so it's yeah. worth going on these shows and help plugging it. What's what do you think his net worth is? He runs this little him and his mate, or him and his little assistant run this little tiny uh, shop. Uh, not a shop. Uh, uh, it's a it's a little tiny uh, pharmaceutical lab, and they and they supply fireworks. They supply chemic. They supply ke- well. He makes fireworks, doesn't he? But they supply chemicals. Don't they? that's that's the main thing. That he supplies chemicals to like high schools and other chemistry. But I, I thought things. I thought I thought they do fireworks as well. Yeah, he, he does. Say, yeah, he, he did say he got into fireworks. He does. It's, it's part of the same thing because he can get all of the chemicals to build them, so he does it. But go on, what do you think his net worth is? I look this up on the internet. I, I, oh, I, I, I'll go first. On I, I, I say about a million. Then a couple of million. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't like. I don't know. I have no idea. Tell my surprise, man. A, half a mil. Half so a mil. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred. Okay. So, so he's not mega rich, but five hundred thousand. Yep. That's pretty. Yep, that's pretty good. That. But, that's a good living. That. But but when George, when they're calculating oh, oh. these net worths, that can be your property. So no, they, they yeah, put your property into that. So his property could be worth a half. He's been in it for years, and you know what I mean. And he he was a scientist, so he says we don't know what his wife was. I don't know, but if they're holding two good jobs. They could, yeah. And they've been in the property for 25 years and they were in a nice area anyway. They could easily have a 500,000 pound house. It, it happens. Yeah, yeah. What about George Knapp? So, George Knapp, I would argue, has made a lot more money off of off Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, George Knapp is worth up to about 5 million, yeah. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and I don't, I, don't know about the, I don't know about the new guy. I don't know about Jeremy. I didn't look at him. Well, maybe when we're speaking about, you know, if he if he wants to, if he was keeping quiet, and it's not all about the fame and fortune. Maybe he wasn't, you know. Maybe his his sole drive it is to bring this out in the open. But maybe he's at a point in his life where his business isn't that great. You know, he's he's looking at he's he's coming towards retirement. He's thinking, I've got a lot of money here. You know, I mean, he might he, we don't know whether he got a pension or whatever. And maybe he's just thought it's time to get on the gravy train. I've, let's make some money out of this Let, let's sell this story I've been quiet about for so long people want to hear it people keep asking me to tell it so let's do it maybe maybe it's not the money that's the motivation for him maybe he's one of these weirdos that just likes the attention because he's got attention for it whether he likes it you know he's and for again for a guy that doesn't want to talk about it he was awfully smiley talking about it on his in, on, the, on the documentary on the Joe Rogan do you think he was? Very, I don't think yeah, he was. Very happy smiling. I, I, I don't I, think he was. I don't I, think he was. I, I think no. I got the impression that it was something that he was passionate about, and the smiling was coming out of, of the fact that it was he he was passionate about the subject. Um, but I didn't think that he was like, yeah, we're having a laugh, and you know, it's, this is what what we're doing. I just think that was like a natural reaction because he's speaking about stuff that is beyond belief and his like eyes were lighting up and when your eyes are lighting up you will automatically smile you know, because that's what your expressions do they, they, they're all linked but I don't think he was like overjoyed to be like yeah we're here Let, let's speak about it and not throw anything at me I just... not, not in that way no not in that way but I mean I, I thought this, I uh, I sort of described it as like he always had a, he always had this little smirk this little and and I think I think 
even when they showed the old footage of him, um, where it was blacked out on the news, but obviously George Knapp released the unblacked out version, didn't he? When he was you know, when, where, where, when when it was Dennis. Yeah, when he was Dennis, and I remember it. I remember <laughs> the story when it came out when it was this guy called Dennis before he released his name. That's that's when, that's how early I was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was when I was into my UFO magazine days back in the um, very early nineties, it was it was Dennis then. I'm not sure when he came out as Bob, but yeah, there was a bit where they, they cut the interview and then he gets out of the car and you can clearly see it's him getting out of the car. Yeah, because that was the original footage that uh, George Knapp. Had. Oh yeah, but what, once you know it's him, his silhouette and that, it's pretty obvious it's him. Once you know it's him, isn't it? But if you don't know who he is, you don't know who, who the shadowy figure is. But it's it's plain. It's like what it always is. You see in magazines sometimes like little quizzes, who's this, and it'll have silhouettes of different people, and you got to guess who it is. Pretty yeah, obvious who it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean that that's his credibility and, and stuff and all that. But there's plenty more to speak about, isn't there? About the actual crafts and other stuff. Yeah. What we can touch on. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, something really interesting. Something really interesting. He's not changed his story for the last what thirty plus years. His yeah, story is pretty much maintained. He, yeah, he has. He, what he's not done is he's not started adding to it. Um, but you know, he, he can't change his story that much because then that. That does him in, doesn't it? He's actually he's actually took stuff away from his story. He speaks about the um, the time when he was walking through the corridors, and at the beginning years ago, he said that he thought he saw an alien. Um, but but he said he looks in a little window for a millisecond, and there was two 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 army men or two generals, um, and they were talking down to what he saw thought was a you know a small figure. Um, but now he he doesn't. He, he kind of backs away from that. He says he, he's not sure he saw that. Um, yeah, he's, he's saying it might have been a prosthetic and they were just putting it in the seat to, to, to work out how big this creature would have been in the seat. But he's still, he's still the way he talks about it is he let, he's quite clever, isn't he? He lets you, he lets you come up with the answers. He sort of talks about He leaves stuff. the gaps. Again, if I, Yes, if I was gonna if I was gonna tell lies, I would leave gaps so that you guys could fill it. And because if your brain's filling it, you think you've you've come up with it, and I've not put words in your mouth. Therefore, you're more likely to believe it. Well, I but my, my that gap left my brain working overdrive. To be honest, <laughs> well, about 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 the, the little alien because he speaks about yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and then he speaks about uh, let's just say it's true. Um, that he did see yeah. it. And I did think, I mean, I've watched the documentary a couple of times. The first time I watched it afterwards, I thought to myself, is he saying that he didn't see it now because it's kind of, he gets maybe got ridiculed for it. Or maybe he's thinking mm. he's keeping people off his back by saying he's not seen aliens. It's like, I'll keep quiet about the aliens if you're open about the technology. Um, is he trying to like, you know what I mean? Strike yeah. some deal without even saying it. But it's uh, it was the fact that, that you know, they found his craft. Um, you know, he was brought into back engineer. He was he, he was thought as a well. The story is from what we can make out is that they had a lot of well qualified engineers and scientists in there, but you know they couldn't really work out what was going on. So they were looking for the maverick to come in. Somebody thinks a little bit different, and that's why they picked him up because he was mm. he was he was doing all these things in the local press, you know, with these jet powered drag cars and stuff. Um, and he's been brought in to back engineer these craft. Uh, and his craft 
had small seats, seated for small people. I think it's about three foot, four foot tall. Um, they, they alluded to the people would have to be to sit in them. Now, if you walk down the corridor and you did see these people, uh, and they are little, um, yeah. and they asked him, he says they, they had a nickname for him, don't didn't they? And he said, yeah. And he says, what the kids? Was the, the, kids. the kids, yeah. That just that the, the morning after I watched it for the first time just set my mind into overdrive. The kids, because I just thought, right, one or two things there. If it's true, one or two things. One, the American government are just so out of touch, so full of themselves that there's this these people, these beings coming to our our world with far superior technology. They're obviously far more advanced than us and they're belittling them by calling them the kids. It's like, yeah, yeah, the kids, you know, we'll sort these out. And it's kind of like proper US bravado, military bravado. Um, so that worried me. And the other thing that worried me is that if... Now, I, I do believe that we've been visited. I do. I think, you know, the, the amount of planets out there... I think yeah. it's impossible to even think that we've not been visited. I mean, Richard Dawkins wrote in The God Delusion that it's for life to happen, for everything to be right and life to happen on the planet, it's like a one in a billion chance. There's a billion, billion um, planets out there and more, at least a billion, billion. So you do the maths, you know what I mean? That's how many planets I've got, li I've got life on. Um, and so, so, so it happened and these people have come, right? They're far more advanced than us. So they've been around for so many years before us. They're far more advanced than us. Why are these beings who are far more advanced than us? Why are they crashing? If the if the if they're so, so more advanced, and then I thought, are they crashing because it's actually the kids that are coming to see us? Are these kids of another species that are driving around saying, so "Say, look at these that's going on," like we're some kind of zoo, you know? And they, they're, and they're, and they're taking, they're taking their mum and dad's car. Yeah, that, yeah, that's going, it. Yeah, going through the monkey bit. Uh, that's it. Fire. Yeah, that's it. And they're going past us, and they're, and they're like la laughing at us, and we we don't even know we're there because they can hide themselves from whatever engineering like superior technology they've got, um, and, and we don't even see them, and they're just coming in. At will, all the time. We don't even know they're here. The same as like a fish being in the ocean. We can stand above the ocean and look at them and we know they're there, but they've not got a clue what, what, what what's happening outside the ocean. And it worried me. It, it did worry me a little bit. I was thinking, is are we that so? Are we so primitive? Can we be so primitive? Are we so insignificant that kids are coming here at will and just look at us and laugh at us? And then we're catching them thinking we're great and it's like we're just sitting ducks at any point in time for anyone. Then again, the Americans have got so superior technology and then they could be going through Afghanistan and then someone just pops out from behind the bush and shoots a finger down, shoot, shoots one of the missiles or shoots one of the aircraft down. So it can be done. Bob also intimates that these crafts might all be, or some of them might be, again, he, he, he sort of leaves you to fill the gaps. And I think this is where he sort of left the gap and he wanted for Rogan to fill and Rogan went a completely different way and he just ran with it because it doesn't matter what what you fill the gap with, he can just go with it and then go, oh, yeah, go on, you know, and he can just go with it. But he was sort of saying that they were um, archaeologically discovered. Well, possibly, that that, that was one of them. One of them was, was found in an archaeological yeah. dig. Now, you know what? It's funny you should say that because I, I, that line stuck in my head straight away in the very first documentary I watched. When I watched it the second time, 
I finished it and I thought, I can't remember that line being in it when I watched it the other night. And I was thinking, have they took that line out? Why have they, and if they have took it out... Which one's that? About being in a... One, one of them being found in an archaeological dig. It, 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 it's in the Rogan one. He mentioned it in the Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, he mentioned it. Uh, he does definitely mention it in the in, in the Bob Lazar Netflix because I've not seen the Joe Rogan interview. Jay, you mentioned before regarding uh, shooting crafts down. Uh-huh. Obviously, people talk about there could be technology that we don't know about. People say the military could be anything between 50 to 100 years more advanced that we actually know about the technology they're using at the moment. Uh, Tesla created a death ray in the 1940s, but yeah. America went with the uh, the atomic bomb. So when Tesla died, uh, I can't remember in the 40s or 50s when he died, the, the, FBI, uh, the FBI confiscated all his patents, all his ideas, and started recreating his ideas in lab, uh, labs or across the, the military in the US. Do you think they could have created something which could actually def- help uh, shoot these craft down, like a death ray? For example, possibly, but it's funny, like you should mention Tesla because it was said about Tesla that he had, you know, within all his workings, he had the means to create energy for the world for free. Um, and then, yeah, and then it was taken off him. Um, and and it's and it's the kind of thing with Bob. Bob's saying the same. It's saying exactly the same thing. It's there. We know it's there, but they're not giving it to the world. Why? Why why they're not giving it to the world? But it's coming from a different vessel this time. Bob goes into it on the Rogan podcast. Actually, does it? And what he says is, what he says is, had they gone with Tesla's design, and we just started pulling, because this is this is Bob's excuse for how all these different things that are not connected on the UFO connect to each other. But so Bob says, had they actually gone with that design, we we wouldn't have we wouldn't have computers now. And Rogan says, "Why not?" And he goes, uh, "Well, uh, by putting this energy into the into the atmosphere and then just drawing off it, yes, you would be able to power light switches and stuff like that. But anything with the little tiny fine wires in it would just burn. It's a bit like us if we get hit with a solar flare. Yeah, literally, it would it would just be like an EMP and all these little so." In order for microchips and, and even the early computers to work, you needed these very fine wires, and they would just go pop. And you, so you, we would be in, we'd be in the, you know, we'd still be in the Victorian ages. We, yes, we'd have. No, we, we, we could have gone down a different route. Yeah, and we could have gone down a completely different no. route, completely different route. But you, you, you physically, you physically wouldn't have been able to create. What do you mean a different route? You wouldn't have been able to create electronics. Yeah, it, it, there's, there's not the means, there's not the house, there's not the thing, the conditions to do yeah. it, is there? I know what you're saying. Because basically, with Tesla, he was creating Wi-Fi. Literally, he was lighting up light bulbs, not even touching. So he was doing Wi-Fi. So it could have been a, a different form of Tesla. It, was, it, it wasn't Wi-Fi. He was throwing electric waves up into the air. And who knows the, what effect that would have had on... But you know, he was just doing it in, a, in the confines of a laboratory. What effect would that have had on birds? What effect would that have had on us? They talk about the impact a solar flare will have on us. You know, if that burns out all our electri- all our electrics and stuff like that, it would literally just like you know, you walk you, every, everywhere you've got power running in your house, it would just literally set on fire. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything, just an overload. Melting, you know? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. So it just wouldn't work. And that's coming from that's coming from Bob as well. So if you believe him about UFOs, you've got to believe him about that. But, you know, again, he's not just invented that for his own mind. He's he's looked into Tesla and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was good that that came up on the Rogan thing. Majestic clearance to work on the craft at Area 51. That's been proven that there is a majestic a majestic clearance as well at Area 51, and that's what he said he needed. Um, and also going back to his credentials, as you know, his education and stuff and all that. Yeah. This lad had a, part, a particle accelerator in his bedroom when he was a teenager. That doesn't strike me as somebody who's not pursuing science. Did he? Yeah. A particle accelerator? A particle accelerator in his bedroom when he was a teenager. That's what, in, that, that's what he says. As in like a bunch of magnets? I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly how, but that's what he says. So if that's the case, um, I'm, I'm not sure whether his mum actually backs that up as well in... in or whether it gets back to the all. But if that's the case, if that's the case, then no, that's not somebody who's not pursuing science at a higher level, is it? Or, or physics at a higher level. You don't, you don't, you don't have to do all that and have a particle accelerator in the bedroom and you're doing jet fueled. Um, well, it, literally, crap, a high, school, a, a high, a high a, school student could come up, could come up with that sort of technology. Not, I'm not saying he could come up with it. But he had a gift. Basically, he had a gift of science. He could read something and reproduce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, he had a keen interest in it, didn't he? So it's not. He's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Like, like you have you have people that are into music and they go home and play the piano every day, or someone's into electronics and they build radios. It's. I, I'm not saying he didn't have none of that, and I'm not saying you know. I mean, it's 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 documented. There's there's newspaper. The the, the documents he does have back up the fact that he works with jet engines. Now, is it mm-hmm. not more plausible? That he was taken, recruited for Area Fifty One, to because of his jet technology, mm-hmm. right? Because they were, you know, what were they building? They were building jet fighters at Area Fifty One, secret planes B fifty two. Again, documented. Again, might be where where he saw the hand scanner, etc. Was it not more plausible, but that he went there and he was recruited for jet engines, and that either he came out of working there and thought, oh, I've I've signed an NDA, so I can't talk about any of that. But what I can do is I can make a story up about UFOs and I can back it up with other credentials that, that, that weren't in me NDA. It could um, do. Me, me NDA. Yeah, but, or but, but it, it... was he hypnotised by them? And was the story put into his mind so that he forgot what he actually worked on? And this is something that someone's planted in him. And oh. a third option is... Oh, the hypnotise is just through a... Third option for you, Jay. Right? I'm going to recruit. I'm going to recruit you. Yeah. For, for your for your for your. How much gold, am I getting paid? Gold, uh, millions for your goalkeeping. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Right. Yeah. For your goalkeeping. Right. Yeah. No. But um, I want to know if you can keep a secret first. So before you come and work for me, I want you to. I want you don't know you don't know that I'm putting this test on you, but as a test, before you come and work for me, I'm going to send you to this place where I've got some uh, UFOs mocked up and I've got some actors, and they will tell you all this stuff, and I'm going to give you mocked up top secret government shit, right? And I want to find out if you then go home and tell anyone about it before I let you on the real goodies, right? This is a test. If you go home and don't tell people that you've just seen a UFO. And an, and, a, and an alien, you've passed the test, you can now come and work on my top secret jet. Mm-hmm. How do you know it wasn't that as well? Could be. 
It, 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 yeah. There's no saying that. It's very not... more plausible than actually seeing aliens. It's, it's a little bit more that, and it's a little bit more than that. Basically, they, they do vet people, and they just and they keep people. They give tell people information, little information, and then they just watch them, and they'll probably track your phone calls, track your mail, track who you're talking to. Even they'll probably put people in there to try and extract information out of you. But the Bob Lazar thing is, I think Jay mentioned it before. The guy's credible. There's just a few things which uh, I'm not sure about because obviously the the information from his uh, college and uh, Los Alamos that obviously there's a few things which he, he says things they're okay, but there's other things he says which can't be verified, and that's the bit what people don't literally go 100 percent into the story. He believes him. There's these two other slip ups that I think I spotted in the these are in the Rogan podcast, and I know you've not seen it, Jay, but I know um, Carlos has. Bob talks about how you shouldn't be able to talk to the craft. So he, he's talking about, it. Uh, oh, yeah, I was, we were told to go outside and we, we saw this demonstration and it was um, where it just floated and it moved up and left and right and came back and stuff like that. And he says, what what made, what was strange to me is the guy was talking to him on, a, on the radio. And Rogan says, why is, why, why is that strange? Why shouldn't he be able to talk to him on a radio? He's only like, 20 feet well Mm -hmm. a couple of a couple of hundred feet away and he says because the the craft has got this heart-shaped envelope around it yeah the four yeah the the gravity right this heart-shaped heart-shaped force field that bends light right around it and that also if it bends light it bends everything gravity light bend space and time don't it that's what he says the the 115 is powers this 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 reactor that it's got in there and that that bends Space and time, and he puts it on a yeah. tilt, and it yeah. allows the craft to like go down it. Sounds yeah. sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. And then he and he says, it sounds great, right? Or or if you're to believe it, it, all sounds plausible. And he says, if he says if you were to walk under it and look straight up, you wouldn't even see it because the light bends around it. Yeah. Right. However, at no point in that description of the test flight does he say that it flew directly overhead him, overhead of him. Right. So how does he know what it would look like? Or that he's ever been underneath it while it's been on, and he's looked straight up, right? So he, he's never described it in that way. So based purely on his logic, right? Uh, this gravitational envelope, this bubble that's going around the craft, right? Why do you have to just be underneath it for it to be invisible? If it's a bubble bending completely around the craft, then why shouldn't it matter what direction you look at it? Why the light would bend? All the way around it, you shouldn't be able to see it from any angle, should you? We think about it. And uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Again, I am professed to be no expert in physics or science, um, so I mean, someone might be able to explain that differently and, and, and counter argue that. Um, but but, but, but <laughs> I challenge you. Well, I'd like yeah. to see. I'd like to see him explain why you can see it from the side, but you, yeah. you can't see it when you look straight up. I would like to see yeah. him but, backtrack and explain that. But but also when I heard that as well, it going back to my point on on the kids and saying that are the kids coming and just riding round and looking at us in a zoo and we don't even know they're there. And when they're seeing that, I thought to myself, they've got a force field around them, so we don't even know they're there. You know what I mean? They're invisible, so was they could be right next to us, laughing at us with yeah. the, with, with, with their ice screams, you know, and we don't even yeah. know that they're there. Well, sticking the second point, right? The second point is a bit a bit later on. He says that. You, he describes putting his hand and his hand gets pushed away. Right? He's, he's talking yeah. about the experiment yeah. where he, he's pushing his hand on something and pulling it back. But and he, he but he's talking to Rogan about it. And he says he says you 
he says it's like such an immense. I think they're talking about weaponizing it. And yeah. he's, he, 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 to quote him, he says, "You can't penetrate it. It's this unstoppable force. It's it's gravity. You you cannot penetrate gravity, right?" But if that was true, if you can't overcome gravity, how come we've got satellites, right? Gravity gravity is actually quite a small force, right? Um, yeah. And so you're telling me a, a projectile couldn't penetrate this this gravitational force field, could it? I can. I don't know. I I, I can't answer that myself. I'm, I've not got the um. I don't know how to do it, but it doesn't well, sound like it. It could. Right. If. if oh, but if, but then, if, but then, then again, the one there. It's. I always go back to when when I hear people describe and stuff and describe gravity and and certain stuff and 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 the way the universe works and I hear people saying, "Oh, these these planets over there, they can't be any life in there because of these conditions." And I think we're on. And and they say it's the laws of the universe. It's like it's not the laws of the universe. It's it's our laws what we're making up. You know, it's what yeah. we believe. You know, it's, it's it's what we have taught ourselves to believe. We could be okay. completely wrong on things, but but, but we... if if they if they have if they do have this control over gravity and they can make it as as Bob describes, yeah, unpenetrable force, right? Yeah, let's let's give them that, right? How mm-hmm. come one of them's shot down? One of them's got a hole in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob doesn't say so, but he doesn't. He doesn't really say uh, so. Uh, well, I was going to say I, that, that's that's he's making you. It comes across as there's a hole in it. Well, yes, uh, as if yeah. as if it's been shut down, but he never actually says that it's been shut down. No, he doesn't actually say it, but he's he's putting that into your mind. He's mm. he's saying he's doing his trick. He's doing his trick of letting you fill the gap. Yeah, right? maybe. I mean, and, I, I, and again, go on again, so that if we go, ah, here's why it couldn't have been shut down. He'll go, well, I never said it was shut down. Yeah, you said it was shut down. I just said it had a hole, in. but it's like now nah, I've I've listened to a few different versions of you tell the tale with the one with the hole in it. Yeah, and you definitely you definitely sort of saying it was it was shot down. But then, I'm not even but, sure. He might have even said it was shot down in one of his earlier ones. And but, he, might, he might be changing his story again. Yeah, but again, that can be counter argued saying that the actual field that's around it could have failed. And that's the reason why it crashed, and maybe they shot it down when it was already crashing, yeah, yeah. or maybe maybe yeah. it happened it when it landed and then shot it. Yeah, it landed so then shot it, or, or it actually happened yeah. when when it crashed itself. It did it caused a hole in it yeah. when it hit something. Um, you can't argue against facts when they're not known, is it? No, that's, that, that's it. It's such an open story. Um, it, it, it's fascinating the whole story. That that's what what I love about this story is there's so many questions um, unanswered. There's so much put out there to think about and so many questions are unanswered. It's just, I, I love speaking about it and, and thinking about what it can be and obviously what it can't be. I would love to believe this is true. I would love it. And I do, I, I, I do believe, I, I believe in Bob Lazar in what he's saying. Um, I think he's a believable person. But then again, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, if it's, if it's all just a made up story, but I just, it just fascinates me all thing.